the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. It's Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn this week. Uh, thanks for joining us on, on the show at noon Eastern, immediately following uh, this show. You can join me for my own show, Pat Gray Unleashed, blazeradio.com, iHeartRadio app, Blaze Radio and TV Network every weekday, uh, starting at noon Eastern. 888-727-BECK. Something kind of fun uh, coming up this summer. A lot. <laughs> a lot of classic rock tours. I knew you were going to be able to not talk about this. I, I, I can't help but talk about this. <laughs> I knew you weren't thinking. <laughs> Just can't, I, I mean... This hits you right where you live. It does. We started we started scrolling through this earlier, and it's just like, well, you know, that would be bad. That'd be all right. All of these would be, I uh, know, just about all of them would be fantastic. James Taylor and Bonnie Raitt are t- are touring this summer. I don't know that I could take James though. Oh, I like James Taylor. I'm not. A I know, Bonnie but he's going to speak. Oh, that's true. If he if I mean, he starts John, injecting John Kerry politics, might be there. I would not want to see it. <laughs> would not want to. John Fogarty and ZZ Top will be together. Yeah. Uh, Steve Miller and Peter Frampton. Wow. Oh, that'd be great. Wow. Love to see that. I would love to see Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers. That'd be a good show. What's great about the Doobie Brothers, too, is that uh, two out of the three lead singers are with the band again. Tom Johnston and Patrick Simmons. Still, though, no Michael. No Michael McDonald. And Walter Becker is gone from Steely Dan. Yeah, he died. They, you know, Donald Fagan's going to be touring with them, but right. it's, not, you know, it's not exactly the same. I think one of their sons... Tours with Steely Dan now with with Walt with okay. uh, Fagan okay. yeah uh, Jeff Beck and Paul Rogers from Free and Bad Company that wouldn't be bad to see no it wouldn't and Jeff's always been great Paul Rogers was was touring with Queen for a while which would have been interesting to see uh, one I'm I've already got tickets to Def Leppard and Journey Ugh. that's coming I to the DFW do you don't like Def Leppard and Journey not really I, I I didn't think I could lose any more respect for you than. <laughs> already have but no it just happened Man, I it gar- just happened i guarantee we're that you into can. negative respect now i guarantee you can there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that you can yeah we're definitely into <laughs> negative territory that's for sure holland oats and train now train's not exactly classic rock but no. I, I like train I, holland really oats good. is good though and i, mean, holland I, oats is I great. remember seeing them love them once a long time ago they were put on a great show rod stewart cindy lopper if you're lost you can look and, and you'll find her uh, time after time. time, she's right there. And uh, so, like, if you get lost in the wilderness, you just look, and there's Cindy Lauper, and she'll lead you out of there. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why more people don't do that when I they get lost, because she's always said, "You look, and you find her." Chicago and Ario Speedwagon riding the storm out, baby. It might be a good show, actually. Except for they're you know without Peter Satira. I know Chicago's a tough one now. I know. I, I just saw them on. Have you ever watched uh, Axis TV? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. yeah, they always have the classic the Axe, bands yeah. on their pl- live performances. They had Chicago on, and uh, I was interested to, interested to see if Robert Lamb still had his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It is hard. It's tough. You know, he's in his seventies now. That's right? really hard. How t- long they've been touring on the road between everything else and then to let alone life. Right. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Really hard. Uh, U2, Big show. Paul Simon, Ringo Starr. I would. I always wanted to see Paul Simon. Did you ever see him? Did you ever see I him? have not. No, I, was, I'm, I was I'm not a, a huge Paul I, Simon little, I know. I, I like a lot of his stuff, though, and I would like to see him. Uh, Robert Plant. Ooh. 
Jeff Lynn's ELO. That might be worth, that might be I, worth a look. Oh my gosh, I'd give any. I'd, I'd pay almost anything to see ELO. The Eagles love to see them too. Uh, and now Glenn Fry, you know who we lost Glenn Fry too. His son Deacon is part of the band. So he, I think he sings the Glenn Fry songs like Take It Easy and all those. And Vince Gill is doing some of the touring with them, too? Wow. Yeah, yeah that's a, that seems like a strange fit. It does, but he might be able to pull it off, though. Ozzy Osbourne coming? I know. My son wants to see Ozzy bad, my youngest son, because they're going to be in Dallas. One of the tour dates is in Dallas. We got to go see Ozzy. Uh, he doesn't bite the heads off doves anymore, but he does take a bite of a dove candy bar now, because... Uh, but. I'm his, all about his that. His dentures can't get all the way through the bar. I know. I, I, so it's going to be it's, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how they how they just walk him out on stage and say, "Okay, here you are. You're in this city. Go." Uh huh. I know. Seriously, does he even know where he is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and I if guess, he does, I think that's he amazing. Does. It's amazing. I, if he does. I think he does from time to time. Roger Daltrey touring without wow. the Who. Good luck with that, Roger. Oh, Michael Neesmith. And Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees. You know, David Jones Might is gone fun. now. Uh, Leonard Skinner, they're surviving members. Uh, wow. Steven Tyler. I think he's doing a country. He's, he he's is. touring for his country album that he did a couple of years ago. This is about, it's about, They were talking on here that it's about a month long. It's not really a big tour. It's, he's, just, he's just going out and performing his country stuff for a few dates uh, yeah. in the summer. But uh, I like Steven Tyler. I do, too. I, I kind of like, do, too. It I might, love Aerosmith. It might be worth going just for the fun of it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Alice Cooper. And on some of those shows, Ace Freely from Kiss will wow. open. So, That'd be fun. And here's the here's the worst part of going over this list. No, you don't need to talk about that. We found this list <laughs> on the AARP website. <laughs> uh, That's so bad. Association I'm looking at, for retired Americans. I'm looking at uh, uh, the Chris Cuomo story mm-hmm. about uh, him moving to prime time. Yeah, and I look along the side, you know, as the side ads of the website, whatever website I was reading in, and I see, oh, nostalgia tour, and I click on it, it's AARP. Oh man, <laughs> what are you doing to me? That hurts. That hurts. I shouldn't have clicked on it because now all I'm going to see is AARP ads. I know. Well, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm not a supporter of AARP <laughs> with their. But you can get discounts. Their big progressive agenda that they, you know, the. <laughs> I know. I wonder how they feel about Obamacare that they helped drive down our Ooh. throats. Now, how you feel now? You like that? Idiots. Right. Idiots. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. So we've mentioned a couple of things uh, this morning. The uh, NFL kneeling rule. They they've actually stated now that it's against the rules to kneel, and there'll be some penalties for it, but not like a fifteen yard penalty. But you'll probably pay a fine. Somebody will. Uh, also, uh, the Donald Trump Spygate thing still continues to uh, brew, and uh, the North Korean summit has been canceled. President sent a letter to Kim Jong Un saying, uh, "Yeah, because of your rhetoric, it's not appropriate to meet right now." That's, that's really sa- actually it's it's sad news. Yeah, yeah. disappointing. It's, it's disappointing. Than sad, but it, I just. <clears throat> I really want for some reason I don't know why I always I felt good about that actually happening. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I did too. Uh, also, some sad news. The Iranian leader, who is uh, the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, has said that the United States will lose in any matchup with Iran, just like the cat in Tom and Jerry. 
What? Ah. A hip reference. You know, you talk about a pop culture aficionado. <laughs> you got to talk. You're talking to Ali Kalmani. I mean, everybody knows Tom and Jerry, though. Are they just now getting our 50-year-old it's cartoons? Possi- it's possible. So he's catching up on the hip factor a little bit? It's possible. <laughs> I just found that really Wait, weird. Kind of weird. The cat weird and reference. Tom and Jerry? Right. Although, I will say it's a reference that everyone knows, right? <laughs> I guess. I, I, everybody I, I, over 40, maybe. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He that's said true. the U.S. has tried various political, economic, military, and propaganda undertakings to hit the Islamic Republic throughout its four decades. The nation's top religious leader told the gathering, uh, but all of these plots failed. Like the famous cat in Tom and Jerry, <laughs> they will lose again. That I is mean, weird. They've got to start picking a fight or whatever because they've got the uprisings <laughs> and some very unhappy people in their country. And, yeah. and we didn't. T- we, we did not take advantage of that. No, Back we did not. Back in 2009 when Obama had the chance to encourage... You know, and he uh, should have he encouraged he everybody else. He should have. He could have. We, we could have maybe overthrown uh, that oppressive government at the time. And it doesn't seem like we're taking the opportunity this time either. So we'll see. Maybe we will. Uh, but uh, so far, it's kind of quiet it on has. the Iranian and, front. And if we would have acted on it during Obama, we would have missed the Tom and Jerry reference, though. So. I mean, so it was almost worth it uh, to yeah, just kinda. leave it alone, so we could get <laughs> that. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> uh, another big story from the UN: um, the world is facing an obesity challenge. Well, your, you, your your thoughts on that, Jeffy? I could couldn't disagree more. <laughs> it's not a challenge. I'll tell you that it isn't a challenge to become obese. Uh, no. It's really easy. <laughs> it's really easy. Here's the thing, though. You know, there. If the world is getting too fat. Isn't that a good thing? Supposed to be, right? I mean, because of capitalism, instead of starving to death, instead of distended stomachs and emaciated bodies, uh, people now have so much food that they're actually overweight? That seems better to me. The World Health Organization and the United Nations, uh, they they run this, they slam this story down our throats a couple of times a year, at least uh-huh. once a year. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to, I bet you attached somewhere in that story, and I don't have it in front of me, but I bet you somewhere in that story, they go, they link to, let's all eat bugs uh, for health and, uh, mm-hmm. and purposes so that people are, are less obese and it's for our health purposes because they are, they are, Amming us to eat bugs. I can help him out with that and just say no. I'm not going to ever do that. I'm not going to do that. As long as there are uh, alternatives to eating bugs, I'm going to take them. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even even if it leads to diabetes, I'm still going to eat food that I like and not turn to bugs. So you might as well not even worry about it. I mean, it. (laughs) Glenn Beck. Mercury. Pat Gray, Jeffy, Glenn, Triple Eight, Seven Two Seven. Back. Uh, the court that ruled uh, in the case of the parents trying to kick their son out of their house, the thirty-year-old son. Uh, they they ruled that he has to go. He's uh, he's appealing the case. Hateful court against this young man. This poor child, this poor 30-year-old <laughs> child. Unable to find employment. Who doesn't have a job. Struggling. I guess he he cooks his own food uh, and does his own laundry. What's the problem? 
These mean, mean parents. Yes. Uh, you know, at the tender age of 30, want him out of their house. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> so he was on CNN yesterday and uh, was interviewed. It, it's interesting. Uh, the guy's got some issues. Because it's my understanding you've lived, you know, at your parents' house, <laughs> rent free for eight years, and I know you do your Whoa. own laundry, you buy your own food, mm-hmm. but they See? asked you five times. <laughs> Please move Please out. Why out. couldn't you guys resolve this without the court? Yeah. I would consider uh, much of uh, mm-hmm. what they were doing to try to get me out as a tax and what I was hmm. trying to, I was just, uh, you know, res- you were you, uh, trying to preserve, uh, preserve. Well, trying to do what's best for me, which is just, you know, <laughs> let's try to be a little more reasonable. Right, right. Oh, there that. you go. Right. That. So he stumbles over it a little bit because what he's trying to say here is, I didn't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. The best for me. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> it was easy for me to stay. I believe. So. I don't like living here. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, oh, but I need, no. you know, I need reasonable time. And uh, needs a little time. As an example of this, the first... Um, he just needs a little time. It's only been eight years. He's only been there since, I guess, after he graduated from college, did he? Uh, I, I don't even know, because apparently there was a space between when they raised him and uh, when he came back to live at home. Wasn't it reported that he even... I mean, he had a, a, a wife and a kid, or was it Oh, just that's right, kid, yes. Right? He got a yeah, divorce, right? Because they broke yes. up, and then she got he lost, custody. He lost custody right. of the child, yeah. You can't be Notice expected to have a... your own place once you lose custody <laughs> no, of the child. Can't. No, you can't. No. The February 2nd notice mm-hmm. was basically, you have 14 days before you're outside in the winter weather. Well, yeah, but see, no. what you do is you get a different place so that you're inside. No, what happened? <laughs> I, I know two weeks is like a minute and a half to this guy, but... Uh. So the first thing I did when I got that was I uh-huh. uh, I tried to, I made sure that that wasn't going to happen. I, I contacted yeah. the police department. I said, is this something that's, you know, this could happen? That's embarrassing right there. Okay, so your parents said, hey, you need to get out in about two weeks, okay? So it goes to the police department. Can this happen? Can, can, can this happen? Can they kick me out of their house within two weeks? And they're like, no, you can. You just call us. Really? That They can't do that. And I said, all right. And I was like, all right. Wait a minute. Parents can't kick their kid out of their house. Police can stop that? I don't believe that. I don't know. Let me check that again. Maybe that's a local law where... Uh, you could stay with your parents indefinitely. I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's got you know maybe squatters' rights. Wow, that's I mean, that's amazing. And Michael, um, I'm listening to you. I really am. But <laughs> let me just understand because okay. I, I hear you on your parents giving you notices. The fact mm-hmm. that you are on national television talking about moving out of your parents' house. You tell me you want right. to move out of your parents' house. Move out. Why don't right. you just move out of your parents' house <laughs> like tomorrow? Uh, I don't uh, have the means to do that tomorrow. Okay. So. Do you have a job? Uh, no. No. Uh, no. Well, here's a here's a little helpful hint. Maybe you cut your hair. Now, should you have to do that? Um, we could debate that if you want. Uh, whether will. whether shoulder length or or uh, middle of the back length, long hair on a man is detrimental to getting a job, uh, and whether it should be. We all know it is, but should it be? Well, yeah. If an employer wants you to cut your hair, or, or does you know wants you to look a certain way, uh, if you're going to be interacting with customers or clients or whatever, 
they can tell you to do that. I mean, if you expect an employer to treat you uh, like you can do anything you want, go be part of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you exactly. have a beard and long hair. Yeah, and, they will. Well, and they sure will. And you can you can kneel down. And you know what? You mm-hmm. can continue to live in your parents' house because you'll be gone a few months <laughs> during the year. <laughs> it's a good suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. Apply at the uh, NFL head Thank office. Thank you. Just go to. I think right. you can fill out an application at the NFL.com. I, like I could that. be wrong. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, Scott in Ohio. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. 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 Uh, I was just uh, about to spy gate with Trump. Um, why is these uh, FISA judges not having their feet held to the fire for accepting these? lame uh, applications for these FISA warrants. Nobody never mentions about these judges. If I was one of them judges, I'd be furious. I'd, I'd, I'd call them back and say, hey, you, can, you can't use that no more. I don't know if they can do that or not, but that's my... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, we never talk about the FISA judges. Uh, appreciate the call, Scott. Um, and frankly, I, I don't know that much about the rules. For the FISA judges, because it's a special court, it's a special thing that was set yeah. up to to deal with uh, terrorism. And normally, when they set up special deals, those are get mm-hmm. those get set up because they do the things that the uh, that the government officials like. Exactly, and and they're normally extra constitutional, yeah, or, or just outside of the constitution a little bit. Is that is that extra constitutional? <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Just uh-huh. outside of the Constitution uh, yeah. is extra constitutional? Y- yes. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark in Pennsylvania, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, hey, guys. I hey. just wanted to tell you about uh, why Tom and Jerry is so popular in the Middle East. Okay, with like the uh, the Supreme Leader, Ali Khamenei? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, be, uh, when I was over there, uh, I learned this. I never even dreamed of it, but, uh, you know, cartoons that don't have any uh, talking in them you know they don't have any dialogue oh they yeah. don't need to translate them right so those cartoons are on tom and jerry is on like over in iraq it was over on all the time on tv it's like all <laughs> they have really? to watch yeah that's interesting wow. so hmm. to him that's probably a very hip reference <laughs> right right <laughs> which uh thanks mark uh that which tells you how pathetic uh that country is <laughs> Why? Because I like Tom and Jerry? Wow. It's a 78-year-old cartoon. <laughs> Hello? Is it really 78? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 78 years ago that came out. Wow. I think by the time you and I were growing up, that was, it was already long done. into reruns. Yeah. Done. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. Uh, let's go to Charlie in Idaho. Hey, Charlie, you're on the Glebeck program. Hey, guys. Hi. Sorry to call you so late. Happy happy Stormy Daniels Day. Is it, <laughs> Thank it, you. Is it Stormy Daniels Day? It can be. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it was yesterday in Hollywood. I think oh, okay. I, All right. I missed the celebration. Yeah. But my, my reason for calling is because I don't know if you guys hear me yelling at the radio constantly. I but was just telling Pat, whole, I wish he would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty loud voice. But, you know, all this stuff started back when Donald Trump 
became the nominees. And people are not remembering that he was never going to become president. Right. Mm -hmm. This was all truthfully Obama's revenge against Donald Trump. And when Hillary became president, this was the way all these investigations and all these little plots, this was the way that Obama was going to get back at Trump and ruin his name and his empire. It had nothing to do with delegitimizing the president because he was never going to be president. Yeah, they didn't believe so. Yeah. So you so you believe they were spying on him so they could use something uh, once Hillary became president? I mean, come on. Obviously, Obama had oh, just like Trump can't stand Obama, Obama can't stand Trump. Oh, I think that's there's true. There's no way in the world. There's no way in the world that this that yeah. all this stuff that was going on was not known by Obama and nobody wants to call him out because he's the messiah. Right. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, that's a pretty good point. Excellent point. Uh, definitely something to consider. Uh, Danny in North Carolina. Welcome. Hello? Hey, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to comment on this 30-year-old idiot. Um, <laughs> I, ain't saying, I ain't saying great things about me, but I was, in like 75, I left home. I was 15 years old. I went down to visit my dad in South Carolina from Virginia. And uh, next thing you know, I was uh, at a job and had a little small, little one-bedroom mobile home. I was paying rent on going to work every day. And uh, I was always taught to work ethics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just can't understand uh-huh. today's society how we got so far. I mean, we've had other things in, in you know, like 60s and 70s idiots. But yeah. like nowadays, it's, 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 it's everybody's looking for something. Give me this. Give me that. Definitely. Well, I've worked all my, all my life. I mean, I've worked since I was 13 years old, and that's a fact. And uh, uh, I just can't see these idiots sitting up here how foolish he, he looks. And Lord forgive me for saying that word, but uh, he's sitting here on t- national TV and, and trying to make himself look like he's I don't think he cares. He's, he's, no, he's not a grown-up. No. He's a punk. Yeah, he's a punk. And, and he's got no shame. Thanks, Danny. Because no, you, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't do this if you have any shame. Yeah. No, you, you can't. It's too embarrassing to you. I mean, we talked yesterday. I mean, we, we've all worked since we were, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was just a, a thing. You know what? That's what you did. And you wanted to be on your own. So you didn't have the arm of your parents telling you, uh, you know, when and when and when you can't go. And obviously he doesn't have that. He just wants the comfort zone of the house. Yeah. And it still doesn't make any sense. To, I mean, I would rather live in, a, we, as proven by, you know, life, I would rather live in an apartment by myself with milk crates that have that. Just too much entitlement now. He believes he's entitled to live at his parents' house. He's probably entitled to uh, just sponge off his parents for the rest right. of his life. <laughs> just, right. You know, and then well, he gets on. said, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. went to the police. They can't do that, can they? <laughs> Are you kidding this me? Is so embarrassing. Did the police say, look, uh, uh dude, how old are you, kid? Get out of here. Uh, 30. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Hanging up now. Uh, Mike in Maine. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Nice talking with you. You too. I'm, I'm glad you're feeling a lot better. Um, this 30-year-old guy, um, he should do what my parents did. Just change the locks on the house. His parents just have, change the locks on the house. He's got to go at some at some point. Go 
Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Uh, so your dad changed the locks on your house to keep you out or what? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Wow. And so it was just, you just realized, oh, okay. So. At the, no, no. At, at the time, the feelings were mutual. I didn't want to be there and he didn't want me back. So yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, wow. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> Apparently turned out okay though. You you handled it. You dealt with it. It's tough, love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all right. It's yeah. all good. Thanks, Mike. Uh, this guy though, uh, he, he claims that he doesn't want to be there. He claims he'd rather no be somewhere else. But he's making no effort. Right. Doesn't have a job. And isn't working toward that. Could guarantee that if they changed the locks, he'd sleep on the porch until they let him in. Guaranteed. Definitely. I think so too. I, yeah. Absolutely. There's or no break way, in. There's no way he he right thinking, break a window and get in. That his key doesn't. You know, something was wrong with the key. It didn't work. <laughs> you have to fix that front window. Uh, Joe in Ohio, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat. Hi, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, yeah, I'm, I wonder if Trump canceled the uh, summit with North Korea so that he could avoid any embarrassment if they canceled it first. The same as uh, when he uninvited the. Yeah. Uh, Golden State Warriors to come out after their championship when they were hemming and hawing about whether or not they would go. He just went ahead and said, well, don't come at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the Steph Curry thing. You're not invited uh, thanks, anyway. Joe. I'm not going to go. Well, take you, back to you. You, you, we're, you're uninvited anyway. And it might be something like that's that. Not a bad, that's not a bad call. Yeah. And, and you look, I kind of understand it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not slamming him for that, even if that's true. Um, before the, you know, pulling out first, because except that you would hope that it would still take place. Right. Mm-hmm. So it only if, if this is the, if that's the case, then you got to figure that we knew in a, you know, we knew today that, uh, he was, Kim was going to pull out and they might, right. They might have. I mean, obviously, they've got more information than we do. So right. maybe it was just inevitable that this was going to happen. So he he did it first. Beat him to the punch, and that you yeah, know, that's possible. Yeah, and and he well, he definitely would have tried to beat him to the punch. Either way, you just got to hope that we already knew that it was a done deal, right? Uh, David in Virginia, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey guys, hey. Uh, I'm law enforcement here in Virginia, and um, I just wanted to pass a little bit of information. Yeah. on. it's kind of a sad situation, but. Uh, in Virginia, that 30-year-old would have some legal protection. Uh, I don't really know where this is because I'm not familiar with the story. But if uh, it's in New York, New York, yeah. yeah. So that, Virginia, being a commonwealth, it's got a little bit of a different circumstance because we're case law, <clears throat> and there's case law that establishes that if he's providing like groceries and uh, having some of his own property and stuff like that, and he's been there for a period of time, uh, he's established residency, and the parents yeah. have allowed it. So, wow. as the cops here, that's squatters' we'd get that call for service. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, we'd get mm. that call for service, and we'd have to hang our heads and tell the parents that they've got to go through the eviction process on him. Which, I mean, it just affords them and him a legal means to do it without getting antsy, and they could just bounce him out. But they have to do do it through the courts and then spend the money, which is what but they yeah, did. Right. Well, yeah. and see, when we showed up, we would definitely be hanging our heads and looking at him like he's a, a moron. But <laughs> but there you know, would be nothing you to, could do. No, nothing. Right. And it's aggravating as hell. And how long do they normally have? Do they have, to, I mean, to get out? Once the In eviction Virginia, process starts, how long do they have? Oh, no. Once the court rules the eviction, 
He has, uh, I believe, is 72 hours to remove his stuff, and then if it's not done, they contact the sheriff's department, and the sheriff's department actually removes his stuff. That's an interesting process. It's wow. uh, that's when you drive past a house and you see people's stuff in the lawn. Yeah, just the big stuff out there. Yeah. Yep. Experience that. Yeah. Thanks, David. In, in Texas, we we have that too. It's I think it is a squatter's law. Yeah. And uh, in my neighborhood, we there was um, when we first moved into it, there was a family that everybody in the neighborhood knew about and talked about that they hadn't paid their mortgage in two years and they'd been the bank was trying to get them out and it took them over two years to get them out and then finally they got whatever judgment they needed to get and uh one day where you're driving through the neighborhood heading heading to home and every single thing in the house was out on the lawn waiting for them two years though two years yeah two years they lived there for free and you got to believe, never wound up uh, making those payments. No way. Because the bank then took uh, control of it and auctioned it off. Uh, but it was interesting to drive past that house and see, you know, all the furniture, all the clothes, absolutely everything they owned just piled up outside. The sheriff's department must have come and just uh, moved them out. Wow. Bye-bye. Change the locks. Get out. Right. Uh, but, I mean, but yeah, they got two years out of it. For free, right? For and, free. And you think you think that they, if they were doing that, which kind of goes against common sense, but if they were doing that, you'd think that they'd be smart enough to realize that time's up. And let's not have their stuff end up out on the curb, right? Yeah, unless you're prepared for it, and then you're just going to ride that all the way till it's on the lawn. Then okay, now we'll get a U-Haul and leave. I, That's I, true. I don't know. That's true. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Again, no shame. How do you how how do you just allow that to happen in your life? I, I wouldn't I couldn't deal with that chaos. I couldn't deal with the uncertainty. But maybe, you know, people who live that way are fine with it. They're yeah. just they're comfortable living in that environment. That would uh, I'd have an ulcer. I I'd 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 have a heart attack. Well, but, but you'd have a heart attack because see, you would be actually trying to work out where you yeah, were back figure paying out, it and keeping it where's or, my family going gonna be to move or whatever uh-huh. and, you know they already know mm-hmm. they're gonna be here until their stuff's in the front yard then they'll find maybe some other abandoned house right. move into that uh, maybe that's what they did i don't know uh triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k wait a minute what is all you gotta do <laughs> i think so i think that's about it nice uh more of the glenn beck program coming up glenn beck pat gray and jeffy for Glenn this week. By the way, at noon Eastern, right after this show wraps up, you can join me for my own show, Pat Gray Unleashed on the BlazeRadio.com, iHeartRadio app, uh, Blaze Radio and Television Network. Is that just today? Or? That's every weekday, uh, noon Eastern, beginning at wow. noon Eastern. Yeah, yeah, right. I bet you that show's, you know, not bad. Yeah, it's uh, many people, <laughs> in the words of Donald Trump, a lot of people are saying it's the greatest show ever done. A lot of people are saying it. I, I mean, mean, you guys are. Yeah, I, well, I, I'm not saying it, but a lot of guys are saying it. You're saying it. <laughs> You've said, said it. I have said it. You know, and so, it about uh, who, am I to, who am I to argue with you? I, I'm So. <laughs> and by the way, we get you to work or home or wherever you're on your way with traffic and weather together every five minutes on the fours. That's what makes it. That's, that's one, one of the, the things, things that the makes show. the show so. Uh, and we do that for you uh, as a special added service. And no matter where your local market is, 
Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Let's go to Al in Florida. Al, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I'm talking. You were talking about the NFL folks kneeling. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go to church, you kneel down to honor who you're who you're praying to. When you go before the Queen, you kneel down because you're honoring the Queen. Even when you make you propose, you kneel down to mm-hmm. your to your sweetheart to propose to her. So these folks don't get it. What they're doing is they're kneeling down when they're actually honoring the flag. You know, I'm a Vietnam veteran, and that irks me so bad. I'd like to go on the field and whack them all. But, you know, I wish somebody would tell them what they're actually doing. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, certainly they don't mean it that way. No. and, and I, It's a sign I, of disrespect. I've heard, Thanks, a, couple, I've heard a couple of, uh, of arguments uh, along those same lines uh, that mm-hmm. you just had, and and they've all poo-pooed that because it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's not what we're doing. So I don't, you know, you're not going to do. I mean, look, they they already know it's affecting uh, the way the fans look at them, mm-hmm. look at their team, look at their product. They don't care. Think of their product, they and it care. doesn't matter to them. So telling them mm-hmm. that what they're doing is exactly opposite what they should be doing is not going to matter to them. Either. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Brad in Indiana, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, um, I'm a 30 year old. I've heard a lot of parents calling in and, uh, you know, my folks were gracious enough to allow me to live with them when I was going through the recession right out of college, working for my dad. Um, he said it was part of a perk living in the basement, but, uh, the day I decided to start moving, I haven't heard this option yet for this young man. And, uh, I think it's New York is, uh, Walls are a little thin. Mom and dad have been married for about 29 years. And, uh, you know, you might hear some things when you're trying to go to sleep at night. So um, that was about the moment I said it's time to find a new job and get out of the house. So I figured that was another option for everybody. Make it as uncomfortable as possible. So, I guarantee uh, that he would not care. No, I don't think he would. How old were you at the time, Brad, when you were staying with your parents? I, I was uh, about 24 and I was trying to work, uh, find a job. It was Rough time out there for new college grads, yeah. but I found my way and uh, found my way in the real world. But that was kind of a, a triggering moment in my head, like I got to be doing something. I understand, else, so. but Brad, listen. <laughs> the, the difference is the difference is, and, and I appreciate the call. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. But the difference is, is that at no point during that process was Brad thinking. I'm just going to stay. Right. Here. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm, this it, is the process my long-term was, solution. You're thinking short-term. They're allowing short term. me to live here so that I can get on my feet and get out right. on my own. Right. And you don't mind that as a parent. Right. Usually, I would think. Triple eight seven two seven back. Glenn Beck. Mercury.